Yeah, you have to be patient, you know, and that's what my, when I went to PT for a while, the, the first thing he said, it just looks like you're out of alignment. And I thought about that, you know, it's right. And a lot of times in life, not to get deep on all the <laughs> listeners here, even though, but. Even though you have a deep voice. <laughs> yes, not to get too deep about it, but. Uh, hey. <laughs> there's a lot of truth to that. It's out of alignment. You know, too much of one thing isn't all that great. Hola, me llamo Jacqueline Carrillo y yo soy un big ass runner de Tucson, Arizona. Bienvenidos al Big Ass Runner Podcast, donde nosotros entretenamos y alentamos trail runners de todo el mundo. Y ahora les presento Jeff Harold y Stephen Pritt, quien les desea una feliz Navidad. Well, thank you, Jacqueline, and Feliz Navidad back to you. Stephen, I love the Spanish language. Yeah, it's really amazing. And Jacqueline, thank you for doing that. My Actually, my wife is fluent in Spanish, so I actually understood what you said, Jacqueline. Did so, you really? Yeah, I was actually going to say igualmente, but wow. um, I don't want to go too far because then I'm going to show like my caveman Spanish knowledge. I was going to say, donde el, el baño? <laughs> we, we, we know where those are, too. <laughs> I talked on the podcast a few episodes ago about my work down in Mexico and I tried to learn Spanish Stephen but I'm just not a very natural language learner it turns out yeah I think I need to really go live someplace in order yeah. to really do it but it is a desire of mine well this is Jeff Harrell and this is Stephen Pritt welcome to the big ass runner Stephen this is episode 21 yes we are now legal that's true. <laughs> we've oh, we've made goodness. it. We're, we're now out of the teenage years, and, and now we're legal, a legal podcast. I'm growing a little bit of a mustache. Uh, yes, and we're experimenting with new things. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm not sure where to go from there. Well, Stephen, we have an awesome episode planned. Scott is here to talk about the gift no one wants. Ooh. And uh, we actually have a great, I'm pretty excited about this. We have a present for all of our listeners. Really, Jeff? We're going to be mailing out something to no, all of our... No, just oh. wait. It's our second segment. You have to wait for it, but okay. we will unwrap it in our second segment. Ooh, I cannot wait for this. But before we do that, you know, Stephen, this is Christmas week. Yes. A lot of people are celebrating Christmas, whether you're celebrating Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever holidays or no holidays that you're celebrating. It is a fun time of year. Yeah, I think everybody is looking forward to this season after the year that we've had. We've all been kids. We've been excited. I feel like I'm more excited even than when I was a kid. Yeah, I'm just looking forward. I don't know about you, Jeff. I'm just looking forward to just relaxing and having some downtime. I think that's going to be a pretty awesome. I think it'll be great. So I thought what we could do, Stephen, before we start the show is talk a little bit about holiday traditions. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Because I think each family has their own traditions. Yep. They're probably kind of similar, a little different, probably depending on where you live in the world. You may have different traditions. I actually asked one of our listeners to tell us what her traditions are. So, Stephen, this is Julia Wolf. She's going to talk about her family holiday traditions. Hi, this is Julia Wolf, and I'm a big ass runner from Jacksonville, Florida. For Christmas each year, I spend hours baking and hand decorating sugar cookies with my children. And when my mother comes to town from Montana, we make her special recipe for baklava as a multi generational activity. When Christmas Eve arrives, we read Twas the Night Before Christmas. And we each get to pick one present from under the tree to open. On Christmas morning, we start with our stockings and we finish with a prime rib dinner cooked by my husband. 
Stephen, a prime rib dinner. I'm coming over for Christmas, Julia. If the Wolf family has any honorary members, I used to live in Jacksonville. You did, didn't you? Yeah, so yeah, Julie and I have connected over that, um, but I'm ready to come home, it sounds like. Holy cow, prime rib. Uh, That sounds amazing. And Christmas cookies. Yeah. We talked about that last time. And Julia, you did post some of your cookies online, and honestly, they looked delicious. They looked fantastic. Yes. And I do, Stephen, also love the multi-generation spending time you know grandkids spending time with their with their parents but also their grandparents i love that about what julia does yeah i think that's the great thing about holidays is is having the traditions but also the why behind the traditions and stuff like that so that's that's really awesome so julia thank you so much for sharing that it sounds like an amazing holiday that you're going to be having this week steven what are some of the holiday traditions that your family celebrate yeah you know jeff it's interesting so i think there's kind of like two sets of holidays you know uh, traditions like one when I was younger and then now that you have your own family you know you kind of add on to those things we typically will um, on Christmas Eve go to some kind of you know church service or something like that and then we actually come home afterwards and then we open all the presents from our extended family Ooh, yeah on Christmas so, Eve Christmas Eve Santa's not even been there yet how could you do that well because those we know oh, well, Jeff you just let the cat out of the bag <laughs> whoops <laughs> they don't listen sorry listeners if you weren't aware of that you can send us some emails and direct messages. But yeah, so we do that. And then Christmas, when the kids go to bed, this is a little bit different. My wife and I usually then wrap the kids' presents oh. and we watch a movie. But we watch the same movie every year. Elf? No, it's not. It's actually not even a Christmas movie. It's a movie that my wife likes called Dan in Real Life. It's with Steve Carell. Oh, yeah. That's a great movie. It's a great movie. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with Christmas. So. No. It's we, fun, though. Yeah, we grab a coffee, and we do that, and we, we usually stay up way too late, and then the next morning, we have our kids, they actually have to wait in their room, and then they wake up, and then we kind of rush out, and then we start opening uh, Christmas presents. So we actually don't do all out like what Julia does in terms of a big dinner. We have what we call a snacky dinner. Snacky dinner. Yeah, snacky dinner basically just means a whole bunch of appetizers, and we just feast on those uh, pretty much throughout the rest of the day, and then kind of go and play with our toys or whatever we got for the for the year. We're kind of similar, so Christmas Eve, and I've got four kids. Uh huh. So Christmas Eve, we do appetizers, yeah. like you just mentioned that you do on Christmas Day. So we do appetizers, we do a movie, and then we actually started a couple of years ago. We started doing a gift exchange, so it's kind of a secret Santa. So that's what we'll do Christmas Eve is the secret Santa. Oh, that's a fun idea. Yeah, no one knows who they have. Uh huh. And then we say something about that person. We all get in a big fight. No, I'm just kidding. We say something nice about <laughs> oh, that okay, person. Okay, something nice. That's a good. Yeah, that's a, that's, that's a, a naughty good, part, right? Just the nice part. And then we do the gift exchange, and then we do watch a movie. It's usually Elf or something like that. Classic. Then kids go to bed. Now, kids are older now, so they go to bed later than they used to, and they sleep later than they used to. Now, Santa used to not wrap presents, but now Santa wraps presents because I think the kids are older, and they want that experience of opening things up and all that. So then Christmas morning, we open all our gifts to each other that Mm -hmm. Santa's brought. Right. And then we head about noon to my brother's house. I'm the oldest of five. Wow. And we all have wives and kids and all that. And so just a bunch of us, my brother's house is big big enough to, to house all of us. Uh-huh. We'll go over there and have the, the rest of the day at Christmas with the extended family. That's awesome. That's, that's fun. That's a really good tradition. It's yeah. nice to have family close by and everything. So I've never actually heard of not wrapping the presents. 
Yeah, as a kid growing up, they, Santa would come. No, Santa didn't have time to wrap presents. He would just bring all the just stuff. Just plop them. That's so genius. Yeah, you didn't wrap nothing. Yeah. I, I'm usually an early riser, Jeff. My parents did not appreciate that value of mine. So my mom used to sneak in and change my alarm clock. So where I was thinking <laughs> I was getting up at 6 a.m., it was really like 9.30. That's brilliant. You know, my kids would, you know, when they're younger, they just can't wait to get up, right? So it's like we would tell them, <laughs> you have to wait until 6 a.m. Right. Now that they're older, <laughs> when they're like, hey, you guys want to get up? It's 9.30. Let's get going. Right. So it's kind of, it's funny how things change as your kids get older. Well, we would love to hear from our listeners some of their holiday traditions. So feel free to reach out on Instagram. Yeah. If you guys have an a, a interesting holiday tradition, something that's unique that you guys normally do, reach out, let us know on Instagram, and, and we'll definitely share that story online. So Stephen, with that, let's unwrap episode number 21. Why are you smiling like that? I just like to smile. Smiling's my favorite. Make work your favorite. That's your favorite, okay? Okay. Work is your new favorite. Fine. It's time for the announcement. Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Santa here? I know him. I know him. He'll be here to take pictures with all the children. Yeah! Just keep your receipts. 10 a.m. tomorrow. 10 a.m. tomorrow. Santa's coming to town. Santa's coming. It's Christmas time. It's a lot of fun. People are giving gifts. Yes. You got some gifts that you really liked. You gave some out as well. Yeah. I, yeah. Lots of gifts that were given and received. Um, so, oh, no. Yeah. It was, it was really nice. We did talk a couple of weeks ago about our worst Christmas gift, yes. if you remember that. <laughs> yeah. Yours was a fuzzy vest. A fuzzy vest. And, and some apricotlets or yeah, something. Yeah. That would be the gift that you just don't want to receive, especially as, as a young child. Yeah. Marcy got the Dyson vacuum cleaner and the, not even a pleather jacket. It was Lower than pleather. Lower than pleather. It's like grade F leather. I don't really know (laughs) if there is such a thing. (laughs) Right. Mine, of course, was the Thriller Michael Jackson jacket. I know. Oh, man. I actually kind of wish I had it now. Yeah. There's also another gift that you don't want to get. Yeah, this would be one that we didn't want to put on the the gift guide or the the list or thing like that. Yeah. And I think especially for trail runners, this is one that they probably would not want to receive in their stocking whatsoever. Yeah, so we have our buddy Scott back with us. Scott's here. Hey, Scott. Hey, guys. Good to be here. Good to be back. Scott is the famous episode Scottalina. Yes. That's a which great was one of our actually it's one of our highest <laughs> demoralizing. Uh, no, seriously, that story, Scott. I don't know if you realize that was it's one the of pickle, our pickle <laughs> boys. It's the pickle. That was a different one. That was, so oh, that was the a next one. episode, oh. yeah, Scott Alina was about your Rocky oh, Raccoon yes. fifty mile endeavor. Yeah, and uh, the and the slight confusion uh, maybe at the finish that we we got we got the fixed. red bandana right. A and woman. It, yeah. <laughs> Let's just say it. It was a woman. Yep. And Scott's clearly not a woman. No. That's okay. Yeah. And then the red bandana led us into the next episode where we talked about Big Papa. Yes. You, you made him famous. And yeah. he is he is now world renowned. Yeah. So Scott is back to talk about the gift that no one wants. And sometimes, and, we, and Stephen, you and I have both had this gift. Mm-hmm. It's the unfortunate gift of getting injured. 
It yes. happens from time to time. It does. Yeah, I don't think Jeff and Scott, I don't think anybody who runs for any length of time for any distance is immune to this, you know? And so I think getting that gift, is it really a gift? And, you know, what what do we do with that? Because some, sometimes it can be severe. Sometimes it can be something just nagging. But we, we all have to address it, basically. Well, that's the thing. Do we call it a gift? It's a gift no one wants. There you go. Yeah, okay. it's, it's something you get whether you like it or not unfortunately. And so Scott, tell us a little bit about your particular injury. And was it related to the Rocky 50 miler that you did last spring? I think it was. I think it was actually the race that uh, finally my left knee said no more and uh, happened around, I don't know, 18 miles, 19 miles into the race. I tripped on a route, hit, rolled real quick, got back up. I was running with Baser and then kind of felt unsettled with the knee for a while, but Mm -hmm. kept it going. Got through the race, as you guys have heard before, and then, uh, yeah, and then just couldn't uh, couldn't recoup. Just a nagging gift that was given. Yes, and you were trying to fight through it. You gave it some rest, and then I think you tried to run again. Yep, gave it some rest, had a couple weeks off, started into the three-mile, five-mile kind of, uh, you know, everyday running. And then when I would get done, the left knee would end up swelling up and feeling tight, feeling warm. And I thought, well... Looks like I'm going to need some more time off. I don't yeah. know. I don't know what's going on. So, because I didn't feel like I really pulled anything, you know, it wasn't a major accident. Didn't just, feel like a tear or anything? No, no, not a tear. Just uncomfortable, kind of nagging, nagging left knee. Yeah. Um, and for our listeners, I don't, I mean, obviously not every listener has met Scott before, but they should. But I mean, Scott, I would really, again, consider you probably the most athletic or fit out of all of us, you Pretty know. Pretty much so. No, I'm serious. Like, not trying to be yeah. a compliment, but I mean, you you definitely are holistically way more fit than than us, and did obstacle races <laughs> and all those crazy Spartan races you you guys did, and and all this running and stuff. So I would imagine it's probably hard to not be able to do something. How are you dealing with that, and and what are you doing? Anytime an athlete gets injured, no matter what you're doing, right, you're out of the game, so you're on the bench. So you end up becoming a spectator of the sport that you love to do instead of actually doing it. And mm-hmm. you try the best you can to engage where you can right, and be a part of it still. But there is time out. There's, there's times where you just cannot be a part of it. And that's a difficult time, right? You have a physical injury, which is pain. Right. It's always a pain, whether it's a foot injury, a back injury, a knee, whatever it might be. It's, it's obviously something that you don't want. And then you have more of the, okay, now what do I do? Because you're an active person. Mm-hmm. Everyone you're hanging around with, especially in running community like you guys. Right. That's what all the events and the fun stuff was all about. Right. And so now you're not part of the training side of that. You're not part of the racing side of that. So what do you do? And so there's more of an emotional side that kicks in of like, oh man, now, now I'm just sitting on the couch with my knee up on ice and then going to PT and trying to get back as fast as you can. And, uh, yeah, it's just a process. So you go through a lot, you know, and you're out of balance in a way, right? You're not really balanced like you were before. I think what's hard for runners, at least I've experienced, it's not about you guys, but you know, like when you play a team sport, like let's say soccer or something like that, Mm -hmm. you, you may not be the best person, you know, and you may be asked to sit out or you might have to work your way up into a starting position. But running is such a individual thing. But to your point, Scott, there's, you know, our community that we have, our immediate one, our expanded one. And so it's, it's something that's completely out of your control. Like you can't train hard 
harder to get back in it. You know, you just have to deal with the injury and work back in. I think that's why it's so different for ultra and trail runners because it, it's something that's kind of almost imposed on you versus you can't you can't physically do something to make it go faster. Yeah, you have to be patient, you know, and that's what my when I went to PT for a while, the, the first thing he said, it just looks like you're out of alignment. And I thought about that, you know, it's right. And a lot of times in life, not to get deep on all the no, listeners here, even though, but, you, even though you have a deep voice. Yes, not to get too deep about it, but uh, hey, there's a lot of truth to that. It's out of alignment. You know, too much of one thing isn't all that great. You know, I had to focus on doing what was right for my body at that point, get mm-hmm. back in gear again, try to get things rehab back in. Uh, luckily for technology, there's going to be a way, hopefully, that this knee will get back on going again and be strong. So it's just time and get it done. And I hate shots and all that kind of stuff. So that's what I'm trying to avoid, but uh, <laughs> yep, it doesn't yep. look like that's all going to happen. Right. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get back up and going. Like I said, the hardest part is, is being a part of the community that you were part of before mm-hmm. and trying to feel like you're part of that again. Now, COVID during the time of COVID, obviously all the races have been canceled for the most part. Yep, so yep. I just can't be a part of the training, but I haven't missed much of the racing yet, which is kind of nice. So hopefully not too much far down the road. We'll get that back and going. As you guys know, this is a, a podcast for the everyday runner, and I'm sure our, a lot of our listeners have friends that maybe are injured and would love to know how can they help maybe their injured friends feel, because I think the community side of it is so important, as you just mentioned. What can they do to help their injured runner friend feel more connected and feel part of the community when they can't actually physically run with them? That's a great question. You know, if it's just a running community, um, cause you have different kinds of communities, right? You have running groups. That's all that maybe you might know them in that group to do. So you don't hang out with them beyond that. Right. You just hang out with them only to run. Yeah, it's true. Um, which is different for, for us, it's different. We're friends outside that's of right. the running world. So we see each other outside the running world, but a lot of the last couple of years that we've had, the group that we've been part of has been part of running. Right. And with our busy schedules, that's kind of what you have to do on a weekend. And then, you know, you're often going on Monday through Friday again. So I think for, for us is just connection, just stay connected in different ways. You know, like I'm walking, I'm doing that. I can walk, I can do a slow jog now. Um, no Mm -hmm. pressure. I can't go up and down hills and that kind of stuff, but I could be a part of the field while you guys are running. I could be walking the field part of, uh, where we run. So there's different things that I could do is to be part of that, you know, and, and, you know, just, just being there for the person who's injured, not that you guys have to send me little notes and stuff like that, <laughs> be all sentimental, <laughs> but just being there saying, Hey, how you doing? How's the knee going? You know, how are you feeling good? What's the doc say? Right. Just, just being a part of it. Cause yeah, it's a bummer not being there. It yep. really is. Yep. Cause that's the stress relief. And that's the fun of trail running is you're talking as you're going through the trail and you're having a good time. Yeah. And, uh, that's a lot of fun to, to be a part of that process. So yeah, I mean, they just, just try to stay connected in any way you can with your buddy who used to run with you or used to do whatever with you, just stay connected one way or the other. Right. So Scott, let me ask you this. So, I mean, I think sometimes people get hesitant, you know, like even something like to send a text, because if I send a text to Scott, is it rubbing it in that he's not there kind of yeah, thing? Not a picture after you finish your 13 mile trail. <laughs> look how fun this is. Yeah. Look at us all together. Look yeah. at these powdered donuts. Right. You would have, you know, so how do you find that balance? Like, oh, I wish you were here versus look at my awesome Instagram photo or my <laughs> Strava stat. Where do you find that balance? Or, or let me like maybe phrase it this way. Where, where would you like to see that balance? Because I think mean, we, we could probably 
probably do a better job of that. Absolutely. But I think it also would help that community, you know, you know, for when you are sidelined and you are on the road to recovery, what does that look like for, for you? Or what, what advice would you give to friends in, in, in that kind of community? Gosh, the only thing I can go off of is what I know our group to be, which sure. is, like I said before, it's outside the running world for the most part. Uh, we have like we went on the Colorado trip together and right. and did that kind of stuff. So we do stuff outside around, which is great. So just stay connected through text. Now I'm not a big socialite when it comes to social media. Right. So as you guys know, <laughs> uh, I still social still, media. What's yeah, that all about? What's this Twitter? <laughs> the Facebooks. So. Instaface yeah. is amazing. Yeah, Facebooks are amazing. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, it's just uh, staying connected through how the person wants to be connected. Right. You know, and just asking questions beyond the running world mm-hmm. and just saying, you know, hey, just thinking about you. You know, can't wait to have you run on the trail again with us. Miss our conversations, whatever it might be. You right. Know, whatever. It doesn't have to be big and deep. Just how you doing? Right. You know, I haven't mm-hmm. talked to you in a while. How's mm-hmm. the walking going? Just being connected that way of how the rehab process is occurring. Right. For that person. So, yeah. Or maybe as simple as, hey, we're getting coffee after the run. Come join us. Yeah, we'd love, love to have you, man. If you have time, let's hit breakfast. Because just because you weren't on the run doesn't mean you can't join us for yeah. the post-run breakfast or coffee or meet up or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And that's a really good point, Jeff. And and I think this, a lot of times that's that's the kind of the beyond the, the running and suffering together. It is the conversations. And, and those can happen other places, you know, and it doesn't always. And, and, and I think it's kind of cool. Our group, you know, not everything revolves around running. Like we right. have a lot of common interests outside of running. Running. So just keeping those in mind when somebody's on the way to recovery, I think is is really good. So that's that's really good advice, Jeff. So Scott, what's the biggest thing you've learned having given this gift that yeah. you didn't want? What's the biggest takeaway that you have? Man, you I tell share? you what, yeah, I'm not a young buck anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I have to remember that. You I just am, turned a big number. I just turned a big five zero. So yeah, I mean that's um, that is a real key. You know, I'm. I'm not the type of person that likes to go into a chiropractor or go into a stretch lab or whatever it might be. I've never been that type of person. I've always been the type of person of just bucket up and get going. Right. And it's okay. You know, just, um, let your body do what your body needs to do. But in all honesty, as you get older, especially, I think you need to take advantage of that kind of stuff. Yeah. I think you need to, uh, to try to put a balance there to where you need that recovery time and you might need actual attention to detail of a certain part of your body to get the recovery going. Like my PT guy told me, he goes, man, you're, you're just out of, you're out of sync. You're out of balance. Mm-hmm. He did some things with my stretching side and, and I have particularly have really tight hamstrings and he talked about that and he talked about my hips being out and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, you know, you guys had that stretch person on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Megan. Yeah. 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 I mean, she's like stretch for two minutes. I'm like, yeah, be kidding me. Two minutes. <laughs> Forever. You know, that was her minimum. Right. And we're 20, like <laughs> 20 seconds. I'm like, good. I'm good to go. This right? hurts. Yeah. Right. Enough. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, in all honesty, I, since she came on a while back and I think she's coming on again soon again, yep. but anyway, since she came on a while back, I said, so I'm going to try at least holding for 30 seconds or 45 seconds. Mm-hmm. And it does, it does help. You right. know, my toes are getting closer to my fingers. <laughs> All it's right. an interesting thing that happens. You can see which toenails are missing now. That's right. Like, right. Wow, look at that, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Still black and blue. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, there's just, as you get older, you need to start thinking about things to keep you going because it's a real bummer when you're down. Right. You know? And so if some things can be prevented... Yeah. Go for it. I mean, think about the shoes you go try to research. Think about different stuff that you try to eat that you research for your body. Well, the same thing is on the recovery side of what can you do to, to get yourself ready again mm-hmm. and uh, and hopefully forego a problem that may not even 
come up right away. You may not even know it's occurring in your body, but all of a sudden after a while, you start injuring another side. So anyway, it's just interesting. I've learned a lot through that and maybe I'm not going to be as hard headed <laughs> in doing the things that uh, I'm being told to do by my PT guy of, of recoup and get ready for kind of stuff. Well, I imagine you know, you're such a good athlete that throughout your life, you haven't had to worry about that stuff so much. And like you said, as you're getting older, as your body starts to get older, you've right. got to, I think recovery for a lot of us is something that we didn't really think much about. And if we did, it was probably the last thing we thought about. But now I think it's really got to be front and center if we're going to really perform at our top level. Yeah, I think there's probably a, a misconception too that recovery equals weakness, taking that rest or whatever, especially if you're athletic or highly motivated. And if you're a combination of both of those cocktails, then it's really hard, you know, because you just want to go forward and achieve. It's difficult. I, I think that's really good wisdom too, Scott. We were talking about, you know, is it, is it a gift or not? And I guess trying to find the the positive in it and, and to leverage the situation, not necessarily to, we all want to embrace it, but how do we, how do we leverage that and yeah. what can we learn or glean from it? Yeah, I think you're right. And I think, you know, the least amount of time we spend probably in our whole running world is recovery side. Yep. I don't think we spend enough time in that. Like when we finish a, a run, right? we usually say, all right, see you later. See you at the restaurant or, you know, whatever. And we get in our cars and sit for 20 minutes to drive back home. Right. right. We Static. Be, yep. Yeah. We probably should be stretching. Yep. And continuing our conversations and doing that kind of stuff. So anyway, yeah, it's, just, it's opened up a lot of thoughts of just, I'm not, I'm not a young buck. <laughs> I got to keep eating those pickles and stretch. So, <laughs> Maybe not in that order, but yeah. Maybe not in that order. Right. Know where that gets you. <laughs> so Scott, no, this has been really, really good. So um, more on the, on the forward, you know, future side of things. What's what's one thing that you're really looking forward to, or what's one of the first things you're going to do? Like when once you get the clear the the green release, the green light, the green the clear bill of health, and the doctor said, okay, you know, Scott, don't go crazy, but you can start getting on the trails again. What are some of the things you're looking forward to, or what's one of the first things you, you want to do? Like go buy a new pair of shoes. I don't know; they're still in pretty good shape. They just <laughs> sit true. in the closet, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, I think uh, no. I think honestly, the very first thing I'd want to do is is hit the home course. Oh yeah. You know, hit mm -hmm. that home course, which we all know what that is for us and right. probably run the lower loop first. Yeah. Because I love the lower loop of that home course. So yeah, I, I love the feeling of running through the trees with that. That's the trail part of it. This is fun. So that's what I really look forward to. And it's, it's a bummer to miss fall in Texas because yep. yep. there's very few times where it's actually pretty yeah. here <laughs> and it feels good to run and exactly. not be dying. Right. right. Yep. And this is the time. And uh, yeah, I look forward to that. For sure. Well, we definitely look forward to having you back. And I think you've given us a lot of really good wisdom and probably even things we can improve on. Too. Scott is a wise one, I feel oh, like. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I He's do got feel the like... deep voice goes along with the deep wisdom. I, yeah, that is true. I, I mean, <laughs> yes, I think, Scott, you definitely are the, the leader and the, the wise one, the, the one that has the, the best advice. And I think this is really good. I think every day trail and ultra runners out there probably can really relate to this. And like you said, maybe they don't want to relate to it, Yeah, but, but they're going to, but they're going to yeah. either, either you're kind of almost like coming out of injury or you're going to have one coming up. And so I think it's a good reminder for people. And I think that's what we all enjoy is the gift of running and how do we kind of steward that? Awesome. Well, Scotty, thanks so much for joining us, man. We really appreciate it. Hey, thanks guys. I appreciate it. Yes. Well, we're looking forward to seeing you and we wish you well continued to your recovery. Much heat 
healing. And much healing. And we're going to hit that Irwin Park very, very soon. Yes, and I, I expect a couple texts from you guys this week. 100%. Yes, yes. doing, yes. right? All right? Coffee cool. after our run. Coffee, Coffee after is, our run. No, this is this good actually stuff. really is good. Yeah, good thanks stuff. so much, Scott. This is awesome. Thanks, guys. See you, buddy. Bye. Christmas time, Christmas time. Can you pass the maple syrup, please? I I didn't put. It's spaghetti. You know what? I think I have something. Yes. You like sugar, huh? Is there sugar and syrup? Yes. Then yes! We elves try to stick to the four main food groups. Candy, candy canes, candy corns, and syrup. Stephen, one of the things we love to do is give shout outs and kudos to the big ass runners out there. And because it's the week of Christmas, we thought we'd do a little different spin on our shout outs and kudos. Yeah. So last time we shout out and kudos to a whole entire city. And this time we would like to give a shout out to really all of our listeners. A lot of times we go through this podcast and we just want to say really a sincere on behalf of Jeff and I, we really just wish all of our listeners really happy holidays. You know, it's been a quite a year for everybody. And no matter how you experienced it, we really hope that during this time, whether you're with family, you know, loved ones, friends, your training community, we just hope that you've got some downtime and that you really have a nice holiday season. And Stephen, whether people celebrate Christmas or Hanukkah or different holidays, it can be a very fun time of year, but it also can be a very difficult time of year. I think for some people, you know, maybe this year you're not celebrating with your family because of COVID. You can't go home or maybe family members can't come see you. Or maybe like me, my mom, unfortunately, we put her in a memory care facility back mm. in March. Yeah. First Christmas without her. So, you know, I know it's easy to get caught up in the fun and the festivities, but sometimes people can be a little bit lonely during this time. And we want to recognize that. Yeah, absolutely, Jeff. And and I think that is really important that the holidays is a good time, but it, it has a different taste for different people. And so we just want to say, you know, we recognize that and we, we do wish you a happy holidays. And, you know, if you ever need anything, hit us up on Instagram or let us know where we'll, we'll be around. But we also know this is just a different kind of year. And so we just want to make sure that part of our heart in creating this, this podcast, Jeff, as you know, is we want a community. You know, we really wanted to have people to feel like they're a part of community. 
And part of that, Jeff, is being there for, for each other. So let us know. And again, we just sincerely wish everybody has a great, safe, and, and happy holiday. So if you feel a bit down, a bit lonely, maybe you're facing a tougher time, we just want to say, hey, we see you. We want to just encourage you through this time. And like Stephen said, reach out. If, if you don't have Instagram, like we just heard from Scott, he doesn't have any of the social media. Right. Reach out on email. You can email us at jeff at bigassrunner.com. We would love to hear from you. Yes. But Stephen, we know we are talking to trail runners. Trail runners are very resilient. They see the good and the bad. They fight through things. And we know that will be the case this year. So we just hope, as Stephen said earlier, that you have a great holiday season. Mm-hmm. That you find the best aid station, the comfort station. <laughs> the comfort station during this time. That you really embrace this season. And again, just a sincere Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays to all of you guys. elves working here oh. boy you're you're hilarious my friend uh, he doesn't uh, get, get back to the story please uh, <clears throat> so on the cover above the title does santa know that you left the workshop you know we're all laughing our heads off did you have to borrow a reindeer to get down here buddy go back to the basement hey jackweed i get more action in a week than you've had your entire life I've got houses in L.A., Paris, and Vail. Oh. Each one of them with a 70-inch plasma screen. So I suggest you wipe that stupid smile off your face before I come over there and smack it off. You feeling strong, my friend? Call me Elf one more time. He's an angry elf. Steven, this is the last segment before Christmas. Yes. And, you know, Jeff, I think what's the great thing about this season is when you, you're able to give gifts and get gifts. And I think, you know, both you and I are this way. We love actually probably giving gifts more than we like receiving them. I do like to receive gifts, but I think if you said, which do you prefer? I'm a gift giver. I love giving gifts. I love giving gifts that make someone feel like they've been seen and been heard and it's the perfect gift you know it's not just hey here's this thing you're like i don't even like that thing that you just gave me right we talked about the gifts we didn't like a couple episodes ago when you give the perfect gift it just gives you this feeling of joy because you see the joy in the other person right so we thought long and hard about what could we give our listeners as that perfect gift and so i think jeff that we have thought about what that is and we have an idea. I think we have an idea. I hope it's something that brings our listeners joy, but we've done a few things. First of all, I asked my friend Morgan, got a buddy named Morgan, if he would help us with this. Yeah. So Stephen, we took a very popular Christmas it's not a carol. It's more of a poem. Is it a story? I don't even know. What yeah, is it? It's a short story poem that everybody yeah. knows. Yeah, Julia mentioned this. They read Twas the Night Before Christmas every year. Yeah. So what we did is we took Twas the Night Before Christmas and we created a big ass runner version. So Stephen, without further ado, here is our gift to the big ass runner listeners. Twas the Night Before Christmas, big ass runner edition. Twas the night before an ultra when all through the Airbnb Every trail runner was stirring because they were nervous and had to pee. 
The garments were charging right next to their beds, with dreams of a PR dancing in their heads. The race day gear was laid out with care. The perfect Instagram image would soon get a share. A carbo-heavy meal sat warm in their belly. Burritos as big as their faces, compliments of Kelly. Their race day nutrition was thoughtfully prepared. Fig Newtons and powdered donuts, nothing would be spared. For the pickle-in-a-bag trick, no one was falling. For fear that Big Papa would soon come a-calling. When from somewhere outside there arose such a racket, then we realized it was just Stephen in his new vendor jacket. But suddenly we awoke and realized it was just a dream. There's no trail races this year. This pandemic was mean. Though 2020 sucked like a Dyson vacuum cleaner, they rejected the idea that the grass is always greener. No, this group is different. They see the good in the bad. While not elite runners, they give it all that they have. You see, just like frisbee flippers, they will not be deterred. They are big-ass runners, part of a herd. From Washington to Arizona and Florida, too. From England to Ireland, Latvia, and Peru. Made of Clydesdales and unicorns, ninjas and boogies, potbellies and wolves, bakers and magic lucies. They soak up life like a chartreuse sponge, lacing up their hokas and just getting it done. Go TJ, go Sarah, go Tom, go Kelly. Go Dana, go Josiah, go Ashley, go Andy. They went on to mention them all by name. Each one unique, who won't leave the world the same. But how do they do it, when so many wither? There's something deep inside you just have to consider. So impossible to measure, data scientists don't start. It's the incredible size of a big-ass runner's heart. Then they said with a loud shout-out in kudos, not a whisper, one of the best gifts of all are the big-ass runner listeners. From your humbled and grateful hosts, Jeff and Stephen, may you get a drop bag full of joy this holiday season. Merry Christmas and happy holidays, you big-ass runners, and keep running your asses off. Well, thank you, Morgan. He did a fantastic job there, Stephen. You know what? His work in Shawshank was just amazing. So, Morgan, uh, you just, you know, Jeff, you guys are such tight friends. Uh, you can just really tell him thank I'll you. I'll give him a kudos. Yeah, you know, that's a good idea. I'm sure he's on Strava, so maybe you could just let he him know. Is. Yeah, he so. is on Strava. Yeah. Well, we get we kid a little bit, but we do, from our heart, really want to say thank you to all the big ass runner listeners. This podcast did not exist even back in August. It's hard to believe, isn't it? And we've had so much fun doing it, but we've also had, I think more than that, had such a great time meeting people, receiving cookies from people, <laughs> receiving <laughs> cards, encouragement, and hopefully we've been a little encouragement to you guys as well. Yeah, so sincerely, thank you guys so much. This is good. We're looking forward to an amazing 2021 with you guys. And uh, we hope that you enjoyed that. Special thanks to, to our buddy Morgan. And uh, we really appreciate you guys. Just hear those sleigh bells jingling, ring ting, tingling too. 
Well, Stephen, with that, believe it or not, that is our last episode before Christmas, episode 21. Wow. Well, listen, we just sincerely hope you guys are still enjoying the podcast. We love doing it. And episode 21, Jeff, is now in the books. It's in the books, Stephen. The cookies are being baked. The presents are being wrapped. It's going to be a fun week. We just hope that through all of the chaos of the holidays that you get some time to just reflect on the good things that happened this year. It's been a tough year, Yep. but there have been some blessings. There's been some gifts, and we hope that you're able to reflect on those this season as well. Yeah, so get some rest, and again, we just thank you guys so much. We'll be putting up some posts here on social media and stuff, so we sincerely wish you and your family and your loved ones a very Merry Christmas. So Jeff, with that in mind, we hope that everybody gets out there, finishes those Christmas cookies. You're going to have to (laughs) keep running your asses off. Great. It'll be the perfect ending of a perfect day. We'll be singing the songs we love to sing without a single stop. At the fireplace where we'll watch the chestnuts pop. Well, hey, Jeff, um, what? <laughs> Jeff, what's your name? Should we, yeah, should we introduce ourselves? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Jeff, who are you? <laughs> so, Jeff, tell us your name. <laughs> Stephen, we do have an awesome episode planned. I don't know what's on the episode, but it's going to be awesome. <laughs> you know what? I counted how many times I said fantastic in the last, last episode. It's like 12. Really? Oh, my gosh. So it's like I didn't know I said it. And I was like, my gosh, you're saying fantastic. And it was fantastic. It's- well, Stephen, with that, <laughs> I don't know where I'm going. Um, I, was, I was headed in a good direction. And yeah. Went, well, Stephen, this is the last segment before Christmas. I know. I, I'm. I feel like I'm ready to wake up. You, you look know, excited I, over I know. there. Yeah, I'm just like I'm just cold. But I'm uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea what I'm talking about. That no. joke does not play for you. No. Okay, go ahead. Try again. <laughs> Why don't you just say it? I'm the worst toy maker in the world. I'm a cotton-headed ninny muggins. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. It's fantastic.